0: Welcome to a Baller's Paradise podcast edition. Yes, Alex Arbogast, and I have my fantastic co-host with me. Go ahead and Matt introduce Obert. yourself. Matt Gilbert. He's a rock, and had a huge fight on, I believe it was Sunday night. Um, you know, Brandon Ingram uh, going to the hoop. James Harden obviously fouls him, doesn't get the call, and then he goes and shoves Harden, and then he gets in the face of a referee. And then uh, Rajon Rondo reportedly spit on uh, Chris Paul, and then that started a huge fight in itself there. And then you see Brandon Ingram come back into play with a big haymaker uh, as everyone else is just throwing punches left and right. So, um, you know, Mac, we were discussing this a little bit earlier. Uh, Brandon Ingram, you know, we got four games. Uh, Rajon Rondo, he only got three. And then uh, Chris Paul, he only got two games. Now, all these guys were suspended. And, of course, at the time of recording this, some games have already gone by. So I think Paul's only got one. And the other guys have got three, two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we'll get to the Lakers a little bit later tonight as well. But um, so what were your thoughts on on the fight for both that? What what were your thoughts on that fight?
1: The thing that bothers me about this fight is these guys are adults. They're playing in the NBA, a professional level of basketball. They're acting, all three of them, in my opinion, were acting like six-year-olds on a playground. And that's the type of behavior you see a teacher or a parent telling their six-year-olds, Not to do on a playground. So these guys are adults; they need to grow up and act their age. Um, I think they should be at least out for two weeks after what they've all done. Rajon Rondo Mm -hmm.
0: spitting—that's—I'm
1: sorry, like I said before, that is kindergarten behavior.
0: It is disgusting, and to put it blatantly, it is disgusting.
1: Um, James Harden should definitely be out.
0: out, Really, 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 you think Harden should be suspended?
1: Um he was part of that fight too, wasn't he?
0: Not not very much, but he was more of a peacemaker.
1: Then maybe that was my mistake, uh thinking that Harden was part of the fight, but yeah, Chris Paul was part of the fight, he should be out two weeks. Mm-hmm. And all three of them, Ingram, Rondo and Chris Paul should be out two weeks. Okay,
0: so you think instead of getting four, three, and two they should have at least gotten a five or six game suspension?
1: Yes, because okay. That might teach them how not to act so immature. Okay. When they're representing the entire country on live TV playing basketball.
0: Not only to mention this was a nationally televised game as well, you know, on ESPN. Again.
1: They set a bad message for our children to follow. So mm-hmm. therefore, 2 weeks suspension for each of them. There shouldn't be any more. Brandon Ingram shouldn't get any more consequences than Chris Paul or Rajon Rondo would.
0: I you know I, I would agree with you on that. Uh, my takes on this would, um, it's just the, the how how this fight went down. Um, you know, like I mentioned, you know, Ingram going to the hoop and then shoves Harden. Really didn't need to shove James Harden at the beginning of it. Uh, I understand he's frustrated, but you don't need to go and shove the opposing players, shove the opposing player at all. And then to have the nerve to get in the face of a referee as a third year player in the nba it's not a good look and then on top of that when the fight's going down you go in and start throwing haymakers for no reason whatsoever that's not a good look for him it's not a good look for lakers franchise. It's certainly not a good look for them for the nba as well um you know were these punishments fair no i think ingram should have gotten at least a 15 game suspension that's first of all you don't really don't want to talk back to a ref you really shouldn't have shoved james Harden in first place just because you got didn't get a foul call and then you're going in there throwing punches. If one of those punches would have hit, you probably could knock someone out. And that's the worst part of it. And, you know, I understand you're 21, 22 years old. But you have to control your emotions in, the, in these types of situations. Because you never know what, what what's going to happen. And that's that's not a good thing. Now, of course, I'm, I'm also going to say it's unfair for uh, Rondo and Paulson. Because, you know, Rondo um, you know, spitting at Chris Paul is very... You know, like I said, it's just flat out disgusting. Who would, who would ever do that? You know, I would never go up to a guy if I was playing, if I was playing, you know, intramurals here at Mount. I would never go up to a guy and just spit on him because he, cause I didn't like him. You know, it's just not right. Um, you know, I would at least do five for, for both those guys. You know, they definitely threw some punches. Um, it just didn't, it didn't send a good message to the NBA and for the youth, like you mentioned, Mac, the youth, because. Excuse me. There were there are a lot of guys that look up to Chris Paul, a lot a lot of kids that look up to Chris Paul, and that's not a good message sent to his uh, fans.
1: Philanthropy wise, I mean, him and LeBron are probably the two who give the most back to the NBA.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um,
1: so that is definitely not good for all those kids who idolize Chris Paul. They've been idolizing him since he was in New York.
0: Yeah, New Orleans. when he was
1: playing for the Hornets at the time.
0: Yes, sir, you are right. The New Orleans Hornets. Yeah. Um, I just, I just can't. I, I, I just think the NBA handled this wrong. I think Kiki Vandoy should have given away more suspensions, uh, you know, a little bit longer, just to send a message, because you know, the NBA doesn't put up with this kind of stuff, and, and even though it hasn't happened in the most recent of years. It's something that I really shouldn't go. Because imagine if this would have been like a mouse in the palace back in 2003. If it would have gotten into the stands, it could have gotten really ugly really quick. And that's something you don't want happening. They, you know, Everyone did a good job keeping it on the court and not having it spill into the fans or the media boxes or whatever. But you never want to see that. So I think the NBA was in a wrong here. Uh, you know, it was a good job giving away the suspensions, but I think this should have been a lot longer. Um, So, our our next topic that we are going to discuss is obviously – well, not really obviously, I should say. um, The last time I was watching the uh, Pistons-Sixers game, a fantastic game up in Detroit, uh, who uh, Cleveland plays. Actually, this Thursday, actually. Uh, Cleveland goes to Detroit and plays uh, uh, the Pistons up there. But uh, Blake Griffin uh, did a 50-piece. Basically, he scored 50 times for the first time in his career. He tied his career high with 47. Earlier in that game, and yeah, that was all the way back when he was a rookie, he scored uh 47 points. Um, you know, 50 points, uh, 14 rebounds, six assists, a block. I think he had only one turnover in that game, if I'm not mistaken. So he did phenomenal in that. Um, you know, he got the and one to go, he got the basket and then he got the game winning free throw to go as well. Um, so Mac, right now Detroit is 3-0 right now with this with this uh win over to Sixers and OT Philly goes down to two and two on the year. Uh does Detroit look legit to you or not? This year I know it's early in the year. Um, you know, everyone everyone looks like they're filling in the roles a little uh, a lot better. Um you know doing Casey's looking great. How how do you do you, do you think the Pistons could potentially make a run uh in the in the Eastern Conference playoffs?
1: Yes. I think with Dwayne Casey as their coach, now that they have Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond for a full season, if these guys stay healthy, this team can easily make a run. And I'm saying they're going to get the fourth seed at least. But now, mm-hmm. the way they're playing now, they have a shot to get that third seed. And I hope they can keep it up because I'd like to see the Pistons get back in the playoffs. They mm-hmm. they were a fun team to watch growing up when they had um, Chauncey Billup on that team.
0: Mm-hmm. Mr. Big Shot. Big Shot.
1: Yep, they went to the finals back-to-back years. They beat the Lakers in 2004. Mm -hmm. LeBron's rookie year, by the way. And then the year after that, they went to the finals and lost to the San Antonio Spurs. So I don't see this team going to the finals anytime soon with the Celtics in the East and the Sixers up and coming. Mm -hmm. But you watch. If this team can get its stuff together, they're going to be around for a long time.
0: Definitely. You know, I... You made a lot of great points, but um, one thing that I really want to you know capitalize on, which I think is probably the biggest their biggest move this off season, and that was having you know Dwayne Casey as their new head coach. This guy, you know, he won Coach of the Year last year. He got fired by Toronto before he won that award. Uh, obviously, we all have the famous uh, I don't know what he said during the award show, but he obviously threw Toronto under the bus a little bit. Um, but just seeing how he, he fits this team, Uh, because the coach in the NBA, you have to adapt to what you're given, not have the players adapt to your system. And you can definitely tell that this Pistons team has, he's uh, made this system, whatever system it is, it's fantastic because he's adapted around Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson, and they're all doing phenomenal. Uh, you know, the Sixers are easily a top three seed in the East. And for Detroit to get a monumental win like that in overtime last night, that was, it was a good win. It was a really good win for for them, uh, not only for their morale, but just a huge momentum booster. And, uh, you know, I, I could see this winning streak going for at least another three or four games before it's over. I don't know their current schedule right now, but I know it could go. But I think they're definitely legit. You know, obviously they're gonna lose some along the way like every team will.
1: Um even the Warriors will.
0: Yeah, yeah, even the Warriors will. I'm not gonna lie.
1: They're all star starters yeah. of a lineup. And I'm mm. and that is literally the honest to God truth, that lineup, like if it were still East and West, mm-hmm. it would be the East versus the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, in the, it would and the West is pretty stacked too.
0: It is, it's very stacked this year. It is very stacked. You're not wrong about that at all. Um, but yeah, Dwayne Casey was a fantastic signing for them uh, this offseason. I think the Pistons will be legit uh, wanna, this season.
1: I want to ask you this. Do you think mm-hmm. the Pistons could make the Eastern Conference Finals this year or no?
0: They have a chance. I'm not, I'm not going to say that they don't, but I'm going to say they have a chance. Um, maybe some bench moves could potentially help their case, You know, if they make a couple of trades at the trade deadline and that kind of stuff. But... I think they're in a pretty good spot to make it to the to the ECF. I don't know. Oh, no, I see them going to the second round and facing Boston and probably losing a five. But if they make a good, um, like, as they make some good moves around the trade deadline, I think that they'll do phenomenal in the playoffs. It just depends on what they need. Because right now, I really don't see any glaring weaknesses with this team except really free throw shooting and maybe a little bit more rim protection cuz i know pachulia he's an okay defender but he's not what you want on a championship team you want to be able to have your bigs be able to protect the paint and um you know, rebound the ball all to your guards uh, and just score whenever needed yeah you want to keep them entertained and feed them the ball and stuff but your main in my opinion your main priority's got to be defense so you got to clog the middle and get the rebounds and prevent the other team from scoring. But well, I definitely see this team; uh, they have a chance to make the ECF. There's no question about. it. I think Dwayne Casey is gonna uh, just gonna help them a little bit more than more, a little bit more than what most people think. Um, so our next topic going go back to the Lakers. Actually, uh, Lakers are three zero right now after a loss to San Antonio in overtime, one forty three, one forty two. Lakers are three uh, zero. So you, you
1: mean they're zero and three.
0: Oh, I always say 3-0. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you I'm said three, 3 and out oh. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I'm giving too much hype than what I already am. Yeah, and, I know.
1: This is a fun time. This is our very oh, yeah. first podcast. I'm I'm really psyched about it. So.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're 0-3 right now after that loss to St. in overtime. Is there a cause for concern for this team? You know, we talk about this all the time on Ballers Paradise. You know, do they make the playoffs? Do they have enough? Are um, egos going to get in the way? Is the young core developed enough? all these questions so do you really so being down 0-3 do you think they have to make a move right now or do you think they should wait and let it ride out till trade deadline see if they need to make any moves
1: you know here's the thing they're a young team let's see where this team goes this team reminds me a little bit about the Cavs the first year lebron was back they kind of struggled that first half of the season and then Around January is when they hit the panic button and traded Dion Waiters for J.R. Smith, who at that time, mm-hmm. that was a very good deal.
0: It was a very good deal. You're not wrong about that. Today,
1: not so sure, because mm-hmm. J.R. Smith is not that J.R. Smith used to be, but the Lakers, my best bet, if I were them, the one guy I would keep is Kyle Kuzma, because Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball our cancers Lonzo it's not really his fault it's mm. more his dad's but Brandon Ingram what, what we saw the other night with James Harden that's just the most unprofessional thing you could have done
0: I agree with you 100% so about.
1: I think he needs to go because if you even look at his career it's kind of been a disappointment so far they said when he was drafted this guy they said Ben Simmons is your next LeBron James Brandon Ingram's your next Kevin Durant Kevin Durant in his third year was NBA scoring champion. This guy averages like, what, 14, 15 points a game?
0: Last year he averaged, uh, I think it was 16.9, 17 a but game. still, I mean, that's it, it,
1: decent numbers, but still a disappointment for a guy who had the hype to be the next Kevin Durant.
0: Hey, Katie, KD averaged, you know, not the rain on your prey, but KD did average 20.2 in his rookie year. In the last game in Seattle, he had 42 in Key Arena. So uh, obviously, Ingram did not put up those kind of numbers. I know he had to live under the shadow of D'Angelo Russell at the time, but you're right. It was still a very disappointing. Season. And D'Angelo Russell,
1: it's not that big of a shadow to live under, if you ask me.
0: Well, it wasn't that. Well, it was at the time, considering you know he was better than Ingram at the time.
1: I mean, yes, he was better than Ingram at the time, but still that's still not a big shadow to live under. It's not like living under, like now he has to live under the shadow of LeBron James. Yeah. That's a huge shadow to live under. Oh, but yeah. D'Angelo Russell is just an above-average player at best.
0: Yeah, um, how I look at this, I definitely think there is a cause for concern. Um, I know that the suspension Serrano and Ingram will definitely give Kuzma and Lonzo a huge... Um, I don't want to say momentum boost, but a huge confidence boost. And you can definitely tell because Ingram went out and scored 37 points in that game against San Antonio because he was in the starting lineup. Uh, that's pretty good right there. I don't know what Lonzo had. I know he had a couple threes. He had a very clutch one in the fourth as well. But I can't – I th- this team just has too many weaknesses. I think their defense is the biggest one because uh, they get outscored in the paint a lot. They're – no, I take that back. They actually outscore teams a lot in the paint, but they're giving up about forty-two points from the three-point line, and that's something you can't have. They don't have good perimeter defense, and they go and they don't have good post defense either. They're like the Cavs last year; they didn't have good defense on the LeBron team. You know, it's no shot at you know Tyronn Lue or nothing, or LeBron, but you can't win with subpar defense. And I was you know not to bring this up, but. It, it's the main reason why they got swept in the finals. Their defense was so bad that they got swept because they had no answers for Steph, KD, Clay, uh, you know whoever else else went their there. Sean Livingston, Iguodala. They had no answers for those guys, and when they had answers, it was just LeBron James. That was it. And J.R. Smith, you couldn't use for defense. Jordan Clark. J.R.
1: Smith. Yeah, he he was fun to. He was fun to watch in the finals last year. Let's just say that. Yeah, he was yeah, fun to watch.
0: Is. And then Tristan Thompson as well. Um, it's not going to do it. You know, JaVale McGee's a really good rim protector and a good rebounder. But what else are you going to do? That That's my biggest thing because they don't have another center that can do JaVale McGee-like things. They try and put Kuzma down there, but he's just going to get in foul trouble within the first two minutes and that's not good at all but i just can't i can't really see how people expect this team to get into the playoffs when they have a terrible defense and there's no other star besides lebron james and that that's another thing how are you going to get other scoring options besides lebron yeah Syngram had a 30 point, 9 rebound game against the kings in the preseason of his preseason
1: here here's what you do with the lakers you this is this is tough, but this is what I'm hoping they do. Get someone like Kemba Walker Anthony Davis. Two really good players who are on teams that are really not going to go anywhere. I mean, just want, get one of them. Because I think with one of them, the Lakers have a shot to get back in the playoffs and maybe get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals. I messed up too. You said Lakers are 3-0. Oh, I said Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe that's because... I'm so used to LeBron James playing in the East.
0: Maybe so, maybe so, but uh, is this a cause for concern? I do think so. Uh, so our next topic, you know, uh, you know, the draft happened over the over the off season season as well. A lot of great future prospects. You know, future looks really bright in the NBA today. Uh, you know, DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Colin Sexton. Uh, Marvin Bagley III, um, Wendell, Card- Wendell Carter Jr.
1: You can't forget Trey Young. From that, when, with what he did the other night is something that I read an article saying only four rookies in the history of the NBA have done what he did the other mm-hmm. night, 35 points.
0: Yeah, 35 points, 10-plus assists. And then uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., forgot about him. So, Mac, with those, those kind of names in mind, uh, you know, uh, I think Yumi will probably agree on this. Maybe I don't know. Uh, who do you think has had the uh, has the lead in the rookie of the year race? I know it's early, but who do you think has the lead so far?
1: Maybe Trey Young. Trey Young's had the best game out of any rookie so mm-hmm. far. There's only been three games, so just that one game, I think, puts Trey Young at number one. And then right behind him, I think you have to put DeAndre Ayton, just because of that first game, the 18 mm-hmm. points. That's pretty good for a rookie who's never played a game before. It is. The 18 But so Trey Young doing that in your third or fourth NBA game of your career. That's awesome. I it's... I don't know if it's just me, but I think we're seeing the next Steph Curry or our next Chris Paul I th- in Trey th- Young.
0: I think we'll probably see the next Steph Curry in Trey Young, personally. Um, I mean, I agree with you on that pick. If the season ended today, I think it would be Trey Young just because of that game. I know it's probably, we're all overdoing it. But he's had the best three games so far this this,
1: Let's say this was a tournament or something, and it was a three-game tournament, and they just said, rookie of the year, best performance out of these three games. You give it to Trae Young.
0: Because going off for 35 points and 11 assists, the only four players to do that in their rookie year were Steph Curry, he did it twice, LeBron won. I think Magic and then uh, Iverson. Did as well. I know Iverson was one. I don't know if it was Magic or not. But I think th- those were the four. And I Trey Young's had to listen out of the mix five. But i definitely give it to him. He's done phenomenal. Definitely show that he has potential to be a star in the league. Just with that outburst. If he can do it consistently. Maybe put up 18 and 5 this this uh this first year. I think he'll definitely get some votes. Really win it. Probably not because the Hawks are... A bad team, but I think that he will definitely get some votes if he does well this season. But right now, he's definitely leading the way for rookie of the year. He definitely is. I think that he's got a bright young future ahead of him. Second place, I probably have to go uh, Doncic. I think Doncic has played well. He had a great game against the Bulls. He had 26 points, six boards, three dimes, two steals and a block, and just a phenomenal. Phenomenal game from him.
1: You know, Dantich is going to be a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but Trey Young's numbers, let's just... You don't see those from a rookie.
0: No. Maybe, you know, maybe like a one game like like now, but...
1: Not this. The scary thing is, is there's 78 NBA games left in the season. Yep. So he has 78 more chances to put up numbers like that. No, I've never seen a rookie do it this early in the season.
0: I would agree as well. It's it's just shocking to see that you know when KD was in the league, we all knew he could go off for offense. Same with LeBron. I mean, you know we know both those guys could score and do what they need for their teams. And Trey Young kind of looks like that now. He kind of looks a little bit like a, like an unstoppable force that's just going to go through anybody and anyone in his path and try and win the game for his team. And that that's what you want out of a player. I think Lloyd Pierce is doing well for that team. Uh, Just a phenomenal job by him. I know that they don't have the season I ever want to because they're projected to be a lottery team, probably a top-five team in the draft. But I think he's doing very well. Uh, So, yeah, I think that if the season ends today, I would give Trey Young Rookie of the Year, and I think that he's in the lead for Rookie of the Year as well. Uh, So we're going to move on to coaching. Obviously, we all know that coaching is one of the harder things to do in the NBA. Like we discussed with Casey earlier, Mac, there's such a high turnover rate for coaches in the NBA today. We were lucky, I think it was two or two more seasons ago, that it was one of the first times ever, ever in NBA history, that a coach did not get fired in the offseason. Every single coach stayed at least another year after you know after that first season. Everyone returned, so that was huge in itself right there. But you know, every you know that turnover rate is so high. And yeah, I know the season just started, but who do you think is the next coach that's going to be fired? Because we all know someone's going to get fired sooner or later.
1: If the Cavs keep up this, because the Cavs are zero three right now. Yes, sir. If they keep this up, I think my old saying is going to come true. Fire Tyloo. I kind of wanted it to happen because I thought LeBron James deserved to win a lot more games than he did last year. it was
0: only 48, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, I think they won 48 games, but the way he played last year was the best basketball of his career. Mm -hmm. Because of the team he had, Tyrone Liu took that one month off because of his health issues, and the team did really well under Larry Drew. Mm -hmm. And then he came back and it just whacked everything up, so... I thought Tyron Lue should have been fired last year, and if he if he doesn't do something soon with the Cavs, I think this is the next coach to get fired. Maybe not even get a chance to finish the season. I think without LeBron though, they're going to let him finish the season, and then
0: they'll let him go. I don't know though. You know, I love I love your pick of Tyler just because I think he does need to go. He's definitely showing. Uh, that he cannot do an offensive scheme at all, not offensive, a defensive scheme to save his coaching career right now. The Cavs allow the most points uh, in the NBA per opponent. I think it's like 115 a game. How long is it? Somewhere around there. And That's and the difference... not a stat you want to have.
1: And another one, I'm hoping this doesn't happen, Luke Walton, if he doesn't start winning, he might go too. See, that's, who
0: I, that's what I was going to say, Luke. Cause...
1: Because here's the scary thing. That team ex- now has LeBron James. They're expected to win.
0: And that's the thing. They're expected to win. They're down 0-3. And if you know they don't start racking up wins and they get to be 0-6, 0-7, even 0-8, I think Magic's got to look to get someone a little bit better. I'm not saying go out and get Stamman Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson. I'm just saying... You know, I understand Luke Walton led the Warriors to that 24-1 and start when Steve Kerr was having issues with his back, which he did phenomenal, by the way, for that. I think that uh, he did But Luke amazing. Walton's
1: not a bad coach. He no, needs a he's chance.
0: Not. Yeah, he does. But, uh, you know, he did lead the lead the Lakers to a 37-45 uh, record last year. That was pretty good. In the West, that was really good, winning uh, 37 games. And
1: that's the other thing. There's so much pressure on him this year because— Everyone's thinking LeBron's going to all of a sudden get them into the finals.
0: Yeah, or even the playoffs for that matter. And, you know, like I've said in the show how many times, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't see it.
1: You know, I'm starting to agree with you. I mean, in the West, maybe LeBron James is not enough. In the East, LeBron James is enough to get your team to the finals.
0: Yeah, it's more than enough to get your team to the finals.
1: It might even get you a championship if you have the right players. The problem is, is the Cavs had. Two years ago, even, the Cavs with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving were the only team to actually get a win off of Golden State when they almost had that undefeated run.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. You're so, absolutely right.
1: in a way, that was kind of an accomplishment. Last year, no Kyrie Irving, no Gordon Hayward is probably what got the Cavs in the finals. Yeah, I would agree. And man. LeBron playing the best basketball of his career. And playing the,
0: the whole 48 minutes of that game seven in Boston as well. Yeah. I definitely do think that this that Tyron Liu has a better shot against getting fired over Luke Walton, but I still think Luke Walton might be the first to go. Just because they're expected to win now and they're only three. Excuse me, I know they play Phoenix Suns tonight, so that might be a that might be a win for them. But I just don't see how you keep Luke Walton if the Lakers are like one in Nine in their first 10 games because something's got to change. I know LeBron signed a four year deal and he said it's a process. It's a learning curve for these young guys. That might be, that might be his downfall having all these young guys there. You know, he did a great job last year. I don't know. I don't know what, what he said to Kobe Altman or magic or whatever, but they got Clarkson and Larry Nance jr. Out of there when their contracts were about to hit a major, major pay raise. Feels like Minnesota right now. Uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins was making about $6 million last year. Now he's up to $25 million because of his uh, uh, super max you know, extension. You
1: know, I, I'm starting to wonder about that deal, if that deal was really brought in because they wanted those raises and they were trying to make – and LeBron was somehow behind that deal just to make room to get him in next year.
0: You know, to me, me being – Me right now, I'm saying obviously because think about it it. LeBron James was on the
1: Cavs at the time, and they made a really interesting deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. But you also have to wonder, and then LeBron goes to Lakers, you wonder if that was just like to get them out of there to get him in there this year.
0: Yeah, I would, I would agree with you, Mac, on that. But
1: here's the other thing I kind of do like. Larry Nance has potential to be a very good player. I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but I'm thinking he's going to be a really good defensive player. And no, Him and Sadie Osmond both will be like Mm -hmm. Matthew Della was a little bit. That guy on defense that just plays 110%, gives you his best best effort Mm -hmm. all the time. And I don't see him winning anything, but he's definitely going to be worth a ticket just to watch.
0: You know, this comparison might be a little too high for Larry Nance Jr., but I think that he could potentially become uh, the Atlanta Hawks, Josh Smith for Cleveland. I know it's probably too high, but I think that's probably the ceiling of where he could be. Not a great offensive player because Josh Smith really wasn't, but he was a phenomenal, phenomenal defender. He was up for Defensive Player of the Year at least five times his career. He didn't win any of them. As you know, he had you know, obviously Kevin Garnett and a prime Dwight Howard ahead of him. But Larry Nance Jr.'s definitely a fantastic defender. Plus he's at home, so that also helps. You know, he's in his hometown of, you know, not only Cleveland but Akron, just two hours away. I think I think he's got a lot of potential. I you know back to back to the coaching thing, I think Luke Walton will be fired first, but Tyron Lew, I definitely think uh he just can't make a defensive scheme for his life, like I said earlier. He just can't. And that's why Cleveland was 29th instead of, like, 2, where they should be. They should be 2 instead of 29th in the NBA and defense last year.
1: And they were only 29th because they had the almighty king last year. You see,
0: that's the point. He literally raised the one defensive rating up and over the Sacramento Kings for 29th so, yeah, in the league. So, yeah, take
1: LeBron away from that team they'd be 30th by far
0: Yeah, that's what they are right now they're 30th in the league now that's not good if i projected this team to make the playoffs obviously i think
1: i don't think they're going to the playoffs just i'm gonna be honest with you right now they're not going to the playoffs
0: i i still believe in hope i think if they fire lou and trade away thompson and jr i think they have a pretty good chance now who they get for a coach <laughs> uh would definitely help if they got like mark jackson or stan van gundy maybe preferably Mark Jackson, because at least he knows what he's doing. He would use Kevin Love in the right ways. But I think that Cleveland could still make the playoffs. They just have to make some moves. First coach to get fired, I'm going to say Luke Walton. Okay. So our next topic, um, you know, we, we're we going to talk a, you know some more hardware. Obviously, hardware is always fun to talk about, you know, whether it's six-man, rookie of the year, defensive player coach, all that uh, this, stuff. This is
1: my favorite topic. Bring it on,
0: Alex. So we're going to discuss MVP. It's <laughs> only been three games so far, Mac, but who do you think deserves the MVP award?
1: I don't know if I could say, like, who deserves that. Maybe Kevin Durant. Just, it's only been three games, but I don't think he's played bad basketball. I haven't watched too many Warriors games, but...
0: because yeah, they're all... No, times when we're, when we're all in bed, basically. That is Not true. Together, I mean, but, uh, they live uh,
1: on a... Yeah, we we are college kids, so we do have to – we do have commitments the next day, so we have, we're either doing homework or we're sleeping late at night. hmm And I haven't got to watch the Warriors, but I don't think he's been playing bad, and the Warriors have a good team, and I think he deserves another MVP, so I'm going to give it to Kevin Durant. I know LeBron James has played pretty good basketball, but I can't give him anything because he hasn't won a game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I – Maybe, would, maybe if he won a game, I could see it. Maybe, maybe if he but, won a game, yeah. I'd give
1: it to LeBron just because he is playing very good basketball right now.
0: He is, um, and go ahead.
1: He even said the other day, which this kind of makes me feel a little bit better. He's not worried. He's a guy who would be worried if there were something to worry about. So if they're zero and eight, that then I think LeBron's got to worry.
0: I think you know we're going to talk. We're actually going to talk about that later a little bit too, which is nice that you brought that up.
1: But who do you think's getting MVP?
0: Right now, the way that he's played for this team, I think uh, if the season ended today, I think you got to give it to Blake Griffin. I know that the 50-point game last night was fantastic. I'm not running off that kind of adrenaline. But he's only averaged about a third of a turnover, and this is your power forward that's handling the ball most of the time. Uh, he's making Blake a point power forward is what he's doing. And it's phenomenal to watch him have the ball in his hand whether he's using his athleticism or uh, posting up, uh, feeding the ball to Drummond, Freddie Jackson, you know, pick and pop, pick and roll, whatever the case in case may be, a simple read and uh, read and uh, read and react play, uh, whatever whatever it is with him, he, you can definitely tell there's an improvement from last year's Detroit Pistons from this year's Detroit Pistons. As last year's, you know, obviously that's Damian Gundy we all thought they were going to make it in the playoffs. But, you know, Reggie Jackson was out for a while. And then he came back. And all the chemistry was screwed up from the beginning. Excuse me. Because no one really found a flow in that Van Gundy offense. No one really... Could get, I don't want to say they couldn't get a shot. But it just wasn't fluid. And they definitely lost more games than what they could have won. Um... It just wasn't there for them last year. Now everyone's healthy. They have a new head coach. Uh, he's using Blake in the right ways. Uh, Dwayne Casey's been phenomenal for the Pistons, and not only for uh, Blake, but just for that team in general. Uh, but Blake is such a huge part of this offense. He's been putting up the numbers, too. He's averaging about, probably about 3-3 three three now, 3-3 three three points, about 12 boards, 5 assists. Couple, you know, about stealing a block and a third of a turnover. You can't you, ask much more than that. You know, when I saw Bl- player, I
1: actually, um, I don't doubt you at all. I think this, I could see that happening if the season ended right now. However, I want to say something about Blake Griffin, and okay. that is his first year on the Clippers I thought was awesome. I thought he was going to be the guy who saved the Clippers, who took them to championships and all that. He didn't do that, but I think we are seeing this year that Blake Griffin again. Mm -hmm. This, I think, could be that that year where he does definitely Pistons make the playoffs. I think he's definitely the leader of that team. He's shown much improvement this year. This Uh, is definitely, I think, could be his best year. He seems happy with Detroit. Mm -hmm. And... I think he's played awesome all year so far. This is—he's definitely been fun to watch.
0: Very, and he's—he even said it su- himself. You know, he used to be tired around February in his early years because he, all he used to do is rely on his athleticism to score, and you could tell he's adjusted his game to when his athleticism but dies. He's down. got
1: much more talent on Detroit. He's got—he's mm-hmm. got Drummond and Reggie the, Jackson. Reggie Jackson, yep, and.
0: A better coach.
1: A better coach, too. A much better coach than he had in on the L.A. Clips.
0: Yeah, with Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers was
1: a good coach. But here's the thing. I feel – I don't know how to say this. I feel like he's his day is pretty much done with coaching. He was a good coach, like, from the 90s, 2000s. But in today's era of coaching, mm-hmm. a coach like Doc Rivers doesn't cut it.
0: I still think he's a good coach. It's just being in the West and having a Clippers team with no real star on it besides really Tobias Harris, you're not going to get very far in the West. If anything, you're probably going to get like a ninth You know,
1: at one time, I was one of those people who said, "Uh, getting rid of Doc Rivers, getting Brad Stevens, not really the smartest move. Now I think that was probably the smartest move anyone could make. Yeah. I do think think Brad Stevens is that much better of a coach than Doc Rivers. I don't think Doc Rivers is a bad coach, but Brad Stevens is much better.
0: Yeah, I would would agree with you on that. Um, But, yeah, if I were to give the MVP away, it would be Blake Griffin. Just to end off on that uh, note for the MVP race, I would give it to Blake. Because I do think he's in the lead right now. Uh, So now we're going to move into, I guess, a little bit of a – Softer topic, if that makes sense. You know, we we discussed this on Ballers Paradise uh, about a week or so ago, and that was you know Dwayne Wade. This is his final year in the NBA. He's going out for a Sweet Sixteen. This will be his sixtieth year in the NBA with the Miami Heat, where he started his whole career. Mac, what what is Dwayne meant to the NBA? I
1: don't think words could even describe what this guy has meant to the NBA. This guy is probably one of the best shooting guards this game has ever seen. He has won three championships. I think he's a, let's see, a 12-time All-Star at least. Yeah, yeah. Winning that MVP of that one finals with Shaq, that's what brought it to me that he is probably the best player in Miami Heat history, and he'll definitely get his number retired in Miami. Oh, yeah. And we are saying goodbye to one of the best players that we grew up watching because we were... In, i don't know we were probably in grade school like we were just starting we were just starting grade school at the time yeah, him and lebron we're. were drafted and i remember growing up watching the those two guys thinking wow these guys are the future, couple of the yeah, couple of league. the best players that we've ever seen it's hard to believe they're now we're almost done with school while they're they're all almost done with their careers lebron definitely still has a couple years left mm-hmm. but it's just hard to believe that someone from that 2003 draft class that we remember where we were the moment. I don't know if you remember what you were doing the moment they got drafted. No, I don't. Know. I don't know if I really remember, but I kind of remember around that time like what was going on. I was in the end of first grade. Mm-hmm. I wasn't big into sports until like I got into fifth or sixth grade. So I didn't really know at that time. But then just – I remember my brother being into sports, and he had like that – Thing of LeBron in his room I didn't even know that was LeBron James at the time mm-hmm. And It's just hard to believe that They are now at the end of their careers I mean
0: now, What has Dwyane meant to me for In the NBA A top 3 shooting guard In NBA history Easily And you know, I'll ask you where you rank him here in a second A heat lifer Just a monumental player And a guy you can never count out of anything everyone always remembers the great battles between him and LeBron him and Kobe even him and Carmelo at times he's had such great battles with the, some with some of the best players in NBA history
1: greatest Dwayne Wade moment I think I saw was first round of the 2011 playoffs mm-hmm. Miami wins in five games Dwayne Wade wanted to put up a 30-point game he had 28 points Five seconds left, just runs faster than the top thrill dragster at Cedar Point. I know you're not much of a roller coaster guy, but if you are, you'll know what that ride is. But he was like running literally that fast just to put the ball in the hoop and he somehow made it. And I was just like, I can't believe this guy just did that. It was like (laughs) one of the most awesome things you'll ever see if you remember (laughs) seeing that.
0: Yeah, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, i remember seeing that. One One of my favorite members of him uh, would be, I believe it was his rookie year, and he was in the playoffs against uh, the Hornets. I don't think it was the New Orleans Hornets. I'm pretty sh- I don't know. It might have been the New Orleans Hornets. It might have been Charlotte. I don't know because I can't remember the jersey scheme right now. But he hit uh, the game winner. It wasn't at the buzzer, but he had a game winner in the playoffs as a rookie, and that's when I knew personally he was going to be a superstar in the NBA.
1: You know, when you see a rookie do that, that's when you know they're going to be a superstar.
0: Exactly. Uh, you know, he's also the uh, the most active. Was he's the he's got the most blocks in the NBA for a guard all time career wise. He's got the most blocks for a guard in NBA history. That's pretty impressive. He's got more than Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan, we all know, is the GOAT of NBA basketball. But Dwayne Wade is... You're right, Mac. It's hard to put this guy's career into words. Because he's done so much for the league. Yeah, he wasn't a great three-point shooter, but he could still hit him. But if I had to choose between him or Carmelo Anthony in their primes to close the game, I would go over Dwyane Wade. Over Carmelo. I,
1: oh, I'd take Dwayne Wade over Carmelo any day, not just to close a game.
0: Yeah. Just Dwayne Wade was phenomenal. He was definitely
1: I mean, a treat
0: for us in our lifetime to watch him.
1: I think this guy is definitely top five player that we've seen in our lives lifetimes. Mm-hmm. I think number one, I actually think he's probably just up there in the top five. Number one, LeBron. Okay. Number two, I'm giving to Kobe.
0: Yep. I would agree.
1: Number three, I'll give to KD.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Four, got to give to the big man Shaq. Five, you give to Dwayne Wade.
0: The only reason I probably wouldn't put Shaq in there and I'd put Carmelo in at the four is because, well, here, well, here, let me let me explain. That one, well, um, well, well, let, I'm, I'm going to argue can, a little. Can, can I explain real quick, though?
1: Go ahead, explain.
0: Shaq, whenever we saw Shaq, it was in like the latter years of his career. He wasn't as dominant. Like in the 06 season, that's when he still had what little left he had in the tank to win a championship with a team was when we would see Shaq. You know, we didn't see him when he was dominating in the 90s and the early 2000s. We saw him in about the mid and the late 2000s and he was ending his fantastic 19-year career in the NBA. This is why I give it to Carmelo because... I can't I can't well you know I only give it to Carmelo just because he's I'm, the really the only good player I guess you could possibly give it to to maybe Dwight Howard even eh, I, give ju- it to, I I just can't give it to Shaq i give it to Chris Paul before
1: career. i give it to Carmelo Anthony I really would
0: No that you know what I'll I'll do that I'll give it to CP I
1: mean there are some players I would definitely give it to maybe even Kyrie hasn't even hit his prime yet so no. I can't give it to him Gordon Hayward I don't think has hit his prime yet I could throw yeah. up Kevin Garnett. Paul Pierce. I don't know if you could put Paul Pierce in the top five, but
0: Ray Allen
1: eh. Ray Allen No, I yeah, now you come good. to think he was about it. maybe we' we'll,
0: really good
1: though. maybe we'll put and we were even around when Michael Jordan played, but we don't remember him playing.
0: you know, here's another one that I think could be really underrated in that Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk was a really good player when we were when we were starting to watch the NBA. I think you could put Dirk in that top five best players that we've watched in our lifetime. Because, come on, this guy's a a living legend.
1: Let, let, let me think about this again. We're going to take Shaq out. LeBron. Yep. Kobe. Yep. Um, let's see. I'll
0: put, I'm going to put KD at five and put D-Wade at three and then Dirk at four. Just because we're seeing KD's prime. Yeah, well, we, right we can now. go
1: we can go with that because yeah, KD's in his prime right now. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done, maybe you put KD above Wade and then Dirk. Yeah, and then uh, okay, it's, I just, it's just I it's just it's kind of hard yeah, to say because there are so many good players. I'm not gonna lie,
0: but. So where do you rank D-Wade amongst the shooting guards? I put him as my third all-time.
1: Third all-time besides MJ and Kobe.
0: Thank you. I I completely agree with you 100%. Uh, So we're going to move on to the next topic real quick. You know, a lot of new faces, a lot of new places. You know, obviously we see, you know, Mr. LBJ go to uh, Wine and Gold. We see Dwayne Casey going to Detroit Pistons. Paul George stayed in, uh, in OKC. DeMar DeRozan went to San Antonio. You know, they got Nick in Toronto. So we're going to actually do a two-part of this, uh, Mac. So which coach... We're going to go coach first. Which coach is, coach is best fitting in with this new team so far this season?
1: So far, I'm going to say Dwayne Casey. I mean, yeah. this is a guy who's gotten fired from Toronto, even though he didn't deserve it. Yeah. The almighty king took his job away by sweeping him. Mm-hmm. And... He goes to a team like the Pistons, and he's just taken off. He's 3-0, and and this winning streak could continue. Yeah. If the, unless – I think it will continue until they face a really big team like Boston or Golden State or Oklahoma or Philadelphia or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with your pick. You know, Dwayne Casey's done with the best fit in Detroit. You know, I don't really want to repeat everything I said, but you know, the system's working well. He's done with a lo- what a lot of coaches don't do in the NBA – He's adapted his system for his players. You don't really see coaches adapt their system for their players anymore. You see, you see them trying to trade players to best fit their system. Now that's not really right, if you ask me. Just because you know you get hired—that's what Van Gundy did. Yeah, exactly. That's what Stan did. You know, he tried to do what he did with Dwight Howard in those days, which worked out perfectly fine. But Andre got German's him into not the finals. Yeah, it did. But Andre Drummond's not a prime Dwight Howard.
1: Dwight Howard, I don't even know if I could put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's a good player, don't get me wrong. but he has got no...
0: he's got the accolades to go with it, though. That's but the only problem. At
1: one time, he looked like he had Massachusetts written all over his career, but his career has dropped out. It's not what it used to be.
0: Well, let me ask you this. You know, we put Tracy McGrady in the Hall of Fame. The guy doesn't have the most accolades of anybody, really. Yeah, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of all star appearances. He played a lot of time in the NBA. Tracy uh,
1: McGrady was a good player. I'm not he saying he was. was one of the best. Maybe Dwight Howard could go. I don't know. That's why I'm just saying said,
0: that's that's the only reason why I'm saying. I that. might
1: I might say yes because there really aren't usually centers aren't around for that. Long of a time, Shaq was probably one of the few exceptions. There aren't many great centers from the States that you could put in there. So Dwight Howard in his day was probably like one of the best centers we remember seeing. Dwight How- Prime Dwight Howard was the best center I think we remember actually watching. Maybe not bo- Boogie Cousins might pass it him.
0: It might be a second right now. But,
1: but Prime Dw- I-, I take Prime Dwight over Boogie any day of the week.
0: I, I would agree with you on that. Um, so now we're going to go with the uh, the best player now, Mac, that you think the best player that fits fits the best in his new team as well. So what player do you think uh, fits the best is in his uh, new team?
1: Maybe Kawhi Leonard.
0: See, that's who I was going to pick. I was going to pick Kawhi.
1: Kawhi because the Raptors at least have one or two wins.
0: They haven't lost a game yet this year.
1: Oh, if they're 3-0, then, yeah, I'd give it to Kawhi Leonard.
0: I just... I think they might actually be 4 0. The Raptors have been, I think, a lot better. I don't want to say a lot better than what most people expected, but I think they've kind of exceeded expectations a little bit in the sense that they have a, a new head coach and they lost a lot of chemistry when they traded DeRozan in Yaka Pertle. Yeah, Toronto's 4 0. You know, I, I would expect them to lose then, yeah, at least to one. Kawhi game.
1: Leonard's fitting very well into their schedule into everything, and I think that this guy could possibly end up um, doing really
0: well for this team. Yeah, I agree. He's just, he's returning to his MVP days. You know, when he was third in voting in MVP, two-time defensive player of the year, he definitely looks a lot better in the city of Toronto in a Raptors jersey. I will admit it is weird to see him in a Raptors jersey, but he's playing phenomenal, The system that Nick Nurse has done, it's great. It's phenomenal. They beat the Boston Celtics, who are super deep and are healthy. And they went out and beat them. I know it was only like the second or third game of the year. But still, they went out and beat the the team that's supposed to be number one in the East this year. Supposedly. But he's just playing amazing for this Raptors team. He's definitely looks a lot better. He looks recharged rejuvenated, and he looks ready to tear the league to shreds. I think he's going to play really, really well this year in Toronto. I think he's fit the best so far. Uh, so we're going to move on to our last three topics of, of the podcast today. Uh, so you know, you mentioned the Cavs earlier. Mac, that's what we're going to talk about right now. So Cavaliers are 0-3 so far, and they play the Brooklyn Nets tonight at home. Uh, so First question: Do they get to win the night against Brooklyn? I would hope so.
1: Oh, I would hope so too, because Brooklyn to me reminds me of a G League team.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Let's let's, we can say it like that. They are the joke of the NBA.
0: Yeah, I I guess I guess you can say that just because you know the trade they pulled off huge trades when they first went to Brooklyn. You know, you know we had a prime Darren Williams. Yeah, you know, Paul Pierce and KG were getting old, but they were still effective. Then it got Joe Johnson. Again, still yeah, that, old, that, but effective. Then that, they had Brooke that, Lopez. That, who was those good.
1: trades looked like the, they were good on the Nets part for a year. Yeah. Then it just went like yeah. Poof. It just was like, okay, hurt the Celtics, help the Nets for a year, and then all of a sudden the Nets just went like that, and the Celtics just want rising up with Brad Stevens.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you're definitely right on that. You know, I think Kevin going to do well tonight. I think Sexton's going to have a breakout game tonight against the uh, the Nets. Just because I don't think D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie are really going to be able to cover him, whether it's off screen and rolls, uh, pick and pops with love, or whatever the case is, I think that he's going to have a good game tonight. Uh, here's another question for you. Uh is their season a disappointment so far or do you see them turning it around?
1: I see let's let's think about this. Um I think their season is definitely gonna be um uh I don't I don't know. Like the Cavs Cavs I think are gonna be a disappointment.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh I'll say I think they're gonna turn their season. I still have hope that they're gonna make the AD seed. I, th- I think they're going to turn it around. I do. I, I'm optimistic about it. I no, no
1: one's expecting them to make the playoffs, but you, though, just letting you I know, and letting you know I, that.
0: I know, but you got to have someone that believes. I just, being the NBA guy that I am, I believe in the team that they have, but if they don't fire Ty Lue soon, I, I'm going to forget it then. Because I don't, yeah, we, I, re- I really don't even think Tyron Liu deserves a coach's team anymore.
1: Do Do you think I need to start my rallying again? The fight your Ty Lou. fight your Ty Lou. Do I need to start that again or no?
0: No, not yet. I'll tell you
1: when. <laughs> yeah, let me know when.
0: I will let you know when. But, um, yeah, just Tyron Liu. I think, I, I still, I still believe the Cavs can make the playoffs, but it's gonna be without Tyron Liu as their coach. Uh, and definitely without J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson, I think they go they, and go go and get some pieces for those two guys. Whether it's young talented players or uh, trading away, and you know someone that they could get like Marcus Hall, I think that would be a good option for them because he could potentially get upset and mad, and then he's going out of Memphis, and his trade value won't be that high. I don't have a big contract. But his value won't be high to the point where, okay, you don't need to treat someone like Kevin Love or Colin Sexton to get Marcus Gasol. You could have a Love and Gasol front court with a Sexton and uh, uh, I don't want to say Sadie or Jetty because he's already starting at the three. Uh, let's go Corver. No, let's no, go, cool let's go Arnie Hood uh, backcourt and then uh, Jetty as your small forward. So I could see him pulling off a deal like that. Here soon, um, so I see him turning around. Mac, you still think this season is going to be a disappointment? Uh, so we're going to move on to our second to last topic of the podcast uh, tonight, and that'd be you know Mr. LeBron saying he isn't worried being down 30, three oh oh three, and 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 now that he knows it's a process, should he be worried? You know, this you know. Is, well, and the only reason I say this is because you know the statistics brought up. The only two seasons he started 0 and 2 were the 03-04 Cavs and they missed the playoffs. So right now if history's if there's a history pattern, he's not making the playoffs this year. But it's early in the year to tell. So. You
1: know that that is the thing. He's, this is only the third time in his career that he's been 0 and 3 and the only other two times were his first two years and those were the only two years he didn't make the playoffs, so if history repeats itself then yes he should be worried but at the same time it is early in the season this guy is as i've mentioned before the almighty king of the nba he might be able to do something but in the western conference this also might not be enough either because the western conference is so talented
0: i think he should be worried you know like we mentioned all before uh, a lot of weaknesses defensively in perimeter shooting wise uh, coaching wise, I really don't see that much of an issue. I think he's looking forward to working with Luke Walton. However, I do see if they don't win soon, he will potentially get on the hot seat. Um, excuse me. Uh, another thing, you know, is, is this roster going to remain the same once the trade deadline comes around, or not? And if it doesn't, give me a hypothetical player trade that they could get. You know, give me like a hypothetical. You know.
1: I don't want to see Kuzma go. I think Kuzma would work very well there under LeBron, Mm -hmm. but you might have to get rid of Kuzma because if Ingram continues to behave like he did last night, I'm sorry, no one's going to want him. No one's going to want Lonzo because of his daddy. Yeah. And the only guy I think that they could possibly trade to get someone valuable is Kyle Kuzma. So my best bet is you get rid of Kuzma Hart, maybe a draft pick for either Anthony Davis or Kemba Walker. I don't think the Pelicans are really going to do that well with the competitive West. Anthony Davis, I think, deserves by far a better team. Who else to go to but the Los Angeles Lakers and play with LeBron? Those two together could get that team into the Western Conference Finals.
0: Or go to Cleveland and play with Kevin Love. Imagine that, though. (laughs)
1: They, they <laughs> that I don't, I don't, that. I don't, I don't see Anthony I, I, I don't I don't that. see that, but just think. I about see him going the, to the Lakers before I see him going to Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that too. Uh, yeah, I don't see the roster being the same at all. I see them making a move here pretty soon. Um, I'm seeing before the trade deadline, they're either going to get Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard, and they're probably going to trade away Ingram and Kuzma and a couple picks for one of those guys, because if either of their seasons do not go well, and if you're that or they're not happy, they're going to obviously want out. And you can trade away... You can afford to trade away those two assets because you don't know what their future holds. Heck, it might be three or four years down the road before they live up to their potential. But in those three to four years, you could potentially already have a championship or two with LeBron James and Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard. You know... Um I, I I actually forgot we have two more after this, but um, why 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 not trade away something that you hope will turn out to be better than what you could get, then get what you can get now for a championship run, and and just wait.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. See,
0: I wouldn't want to wait because Magic, like you said earlier, Ma- Ma- Magic Johnson. Brought LeBron James in. And they both said they are wanting to win now, and their t- and their main goal is to win a title this year. That's their main goal. They're not going to win it with the roster they have now. They're just not. So it's definitely going to change in, before the trade deadline. Well, after the, mean you know what I'm saying? Trade deadline week.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to get. They might try and get a deli or someone like that, or some someone like a deli might help them a little bit. But they definitely need another All Star on that team. If they, they want to get anywhere. and My best bet is probably to get Anthony Davis. I think that's yeah. the one that makes the most sense.
0: I would I would agree with you on that. Um, so we have, uh, I guess, an, a fun topic and a little bit more of a serious topic.
1: Okay, um, bring it on. So uh,
0: Kobe Bryant, he was quoted today saying uh, on if he would come back to the NBA or come back and play with the Lakers. He said if they go 0-5, I'll think about it. First of all, do you really think this could really happen? Honestly, do you really think Kobe Bryant would come and play, Let's come back in the NBA and play with the Los Angeles. Ugh, Lakers? Let's
1: get off Fantasy Island for a little bit because I don't see it happening. And here's why: Why would a f- you tell me why would a 41 year old man want to come into the NBA and just? I don't, I, I don't know. I, that just sounds so unrealistic. He thinks that 41 years old he's still going to be the effective Kobe Bryant that he once was.
0: You see, that's the thing. This, there's no way this could happen. And even if, if he would come back, he's not going to put up 20 and 5 and 5 like he did in his prime. He sure as heck isn't even going to put up probably 18. He's probably going to put up, what, 12 and play 20 minutes a game, come off the bench. Yeah, I, like, if on. you put
1: Kobe in the NBA today, three years out of the league, you you still think he could put average ten points a game?
0: I think he could if he conditioned and stuff, but I don't. Oh, my next question is: What if he did? You know, what if he did? You know, I allude to I don't think he would do very much. Cause,
1: I, I don't think he would because he even said in the beginning of the year, "I'm done. That's it."
0: Yeah, exactly. He and why would he, he want come to come back
1: in after he had? The incredible finale that he had with that 60-point game.
0: Exactly. You don't want to ruin something that was like, untouched, basically. like,
1: Think about it. That's probably, in NBA history and in sports history, that's probably as incredible of a finale as you're going to see of anyone's career.
0: If I'm not mistaken, that is the most points someone has scored in their final game of their career by anybody. By anybody, whether it's and I don't Jack even think or somebody else. Like
1: I said, I don't even think that in just an MBA history. I think in sports history that's like probably the best performance you will see from someone's final game in their career.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. So a last and final uh question before the first ever Ballers Paradise podcast show comes to a, a, a conclusion. Twenty nineteen free agent class is obviously loaded. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is supposedly going to reach out of Boston the offseason. But who do you think is joining a new team this offseason? You know, I have some of the player names. You know, you can, put, you can pick anybody that's going to be a free agent. But, you know, I have Kyrie, obviously Kawhi, Katie, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, DeMarcus Cousins.
1: Jimmy you know. Butler, I think, for sure, because he's already said he wanted out of Minnesota. Uh-huh. KD, I don't see how Golden State's going to be able to keep him and all their other All-Stars. So, Okay. I think KD might go to a team like New York and play with Przingis. Mm-hmm. DeMarcus Cousins, depending on if the Lakers get Anthony Davis or not, maybe he might go to L.A. Maybe he might go to another team. I don't see him staying in Golden State. I think this is just a win it right now yeah. deal with th- him. I th- and
0: You know... Let me talk about that move a little bit. You know, I didn't like it, but I understand why he did it. He's coming off of an Achilles injury. Signed for a 5.23 MLE deal. Uh, Obviously had the uh, ruptured Achilles last season that completely wiped him out. Yeah, that was sad. It was. But the reason why he took this deal, in my opinion, was because, you know, he's got that injury. The Golden State's not going to rush him back. Excuse me to play because both him and the organization know that they can win games without him, and he can take as much time off as he needs to make sure he is healthy and ready for next year. Whenever he gets a big, uh, big pay, pay, big paycheck, my goodness. So it was a smart move by both, both him and Golden State to sign him. Because obviously, when he comes back, he's going to be phenomenal. But. It's just a matter of security and I, I wanna say like job security and just his mental and physical health, in my opinion. Um so Mac, I'm gonna ask you this real quick. Uh so give me a player, you know one of the guys that you say, you know, like Katie or, or Jimmy. Tell me who they're gonna who they're going to join and then I'll do mine. I see Jimmy
1: Butler joining the Heat, playing with the Sun white side there. Um the Heat trying to build back what they had a little bit with LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. The team won't be as good with Jimmy Butler, but I do think if Jimmy Butler goes to the Heat, they are definitely a perennial contender. Kevin Durant I see going to the Knicks, just wanting to be that guy. Mm -hmm. And Porzingis playing under him, I do think that team could make a fight for him. I don't know if that team is going to go very far, but with Kevin Durant in the East, I think they'd make the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. and LeBron's in the West now, so playing in the same division as Kevin Durant, so that rivalry is not going to be the same unless Kevin Durant f- decides to go to the East all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with you. The guy I'm going to say who has the most likely of joining a new team is either going to be Katie or Clay? just because you know that— I Obviously, we know Jimmy Butler's going to do it, but the reason I say Katie and Clay is because— Klay Thompson's already came out and said, hey, I'm not getting a hometown discount. I want a max contract. This is what I want. If if for some
1: reason the Lakers don't get Anthony Davis this year, I see Klay going to the Lakers. I really do. Yeah. I think he could be a great number two guy underneath LeBron James there. And I think they can give him that max contract.
0: They can. They, they, they can afford one. They can
1: just... If Lonzo ends up being a no no, I would just release him. I wouldn't even trade him. I would just pull the plug on him and release him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ingram, you might be able to get someone for. And then, but yeah, I don't know about Lonzo and then just tell his dad, just
0: go away. Go away. <laughs> if they
1: can do that, I think they can pick up Klay Thompson. Mm-hmm. LeBron, Klay Thompson, taking it to at least the Western Conference Finals because with Golden State. Because like, if DeMarcus, Clay, and KD all leave, Golden State just has Clay and Draymond. They'll still make the playoffs with those two. Their dynasty is done.
0: Yeah. Um I'm gonna say uh Okay, I'll give you a scenario for both, since you did both Jimmy and KD. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with your suggestion on KD him going to New York since it seems like he wants to do a LeBron thing. But I think it'd be a lot better than what you say and than what you think. I think they're going to get to at least the second round, if not uh, the Eastern Conference Finals, just because the East is wide open. You know, a guy like Kevin Durant is going to put the ball in the basket and lead you deep in the playoffs. You know, he did it in a Western Conference Finals and almost beat Golden State three games to one. You know, they ended up losing that series, but. Uh Clay Thompson would leave I would see you know him going to Lakers again, like you said. That'd be the best bet. If I had to pick another team besides Golden besides the Lakers. This pains me to say so. I'm gonna say Philadelphia. I could see him going to the Sixers. Uh, uh, I don't I don't
1: know. Let's let's get real. That maybe now, yes, but in a couple years those guys are gonna want max contracts and I think <laughs> Well, if they don't get anybody and just develop now, the, those guys could end up staying together. And that team will give you a championship with what it has right now once they hit their prime.
0: Yeah, I would agree. But I just think you know, Clay Thompson would be your J.J. Redick and more because he's a fantastic two-way player. Uh, he can shoot the ball just like J.J. Redick. Oh, for some Clay reason, I thought you State were talking Thompson.
1: about Kevin Durant there. And I was just like, uh, no, I don't know. No, Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson yes, yeah. I could see Clay Thompson go and do Philadelphia, Philly. yeah. Because he'll definitely get his max contract now. I don't know if Philly's going to be able to sign Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Markel Fultzman.
0: Well, Joel Embiid's already got his contract, so you don't have to worry about him for at least another three years.
1: Markel might even be—we don't even know what to expect with Markel yet. He had a good game last night, though. He did have a good game last night, but the team— so far has looked really good without him. So Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't know yet, but Ben Simmons is the one guy I think they have to worry about when it comes time to get a max contract.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so that's going to wrap up our first episode of ballers, paradise podcast. Um, Um, guys for myself, Alex Arbogast and Matt Gobert. We really thank you guys for tuning to the first episode uh, of the
1: ballers, paradise podcast.
0: Yes. Uh, B-P-P. And? Uh, You know, just baller spiritist podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, Have a great night, everyone. Good night. Good night.